0: The following program is paid for by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom.
1: My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom. But I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation.
0: It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you.
1: Yes, we are. And I am Jenny. I'm your friend, your mom friend. We are here for you. I was thinking about it today as I was getting ready and just doing mom things I was trying to do all the dishes and vacuum because my daughter has a friend coming over and I was trying to prepare the show and get in touch with my husband about car issues because we all have car issues um, and tire issues to top it off and uh, just you know I, I and I was communicating with my daughter in school and thinking about something I need to do for my son in college um, and I'm turning up the volume now because I'm being told to do that uh, and so I just thought gosh There are moms, millions and millions of moms all over America who are feeling kind of overwhelmed, but wanting so badly to do their mom job well for the sake of their children and for the sake of their families and for the sake of the future of our nation. Let's just be honest. That's what these women across the country are doing that are mothers. They're raising our next generation. And without them, we're done. So we are here to honor you today and help you today. I really think that today is going to be therapy for some moms out there. We're, we're going to do some big things. Let, let me just tell you, cause, cause I'm thinking that a lot of moms are going to identify with, and I do want to welcome our 947 The Word audience on Care Chaos uh, Radio, and then also our Facebook Live audience. So glad to have you on board today. Uh, this is the therapy. We're going to learn some tips or one tip in particular about how to get your children to stop whining, complaining, and interrupting. I could have used this about 10 years ago. Um, and then number two, to stop feeling bad about your 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 own motherhood in comparison to others. Stop doing that Facebook thing where you feel like you don't measure up. And then finally, uh, how, well, two more things. Something to do with your spouse. And even if you don't have one, there's some good tips in here. And then how to do one thing that will make your children productive, happy adults. And what mom doesn't want that. I'm super excited about the the woman that we're bringing on board today. Uh, But before I do that, I just want to tell you one thing. If you think I'm full of energy... Um, I really can't do caffeine because I'm naturally caffeinated. Uh, It doesn't work for me. And so I found an alternative called Creole Brew. I don't have my little yummy bags sitting here today. But Creole Brew is cocoa beans, dark chocolate that brews like coffee. So if you've been looking for an alternative to caffeine, you're kind of wanting to take your your coffee down a little bit. You can mix this with coffee, or you can use it as a coffee replacement. It's great stuff. It does not have caffeine, or well, hardly any caffeine, but it does have theobromine, which gives you an energy boost. And I found it about five years ago, and swear by it, and love it. And it's got this incredible chocolatey smell, uh, and it's got a ton of antioxidants. And you know what antioxidants do for you? And it's just a nice morning warm cup of something if if you need that. And you can mix it with your coffee. You can. You can find it at Sprouts, at Whole Foods, at Creobrew.com. They sponsor us, so God bless them. They care about moms. So if you want to check them out, please do because they're a sponsor. But now I want to get to September McCarthy. She's a popular blogger at One September Day. You may have read some of her blogs. She's written a brand new book called Why Motherhood Matters, an invitation to purposeful parenting. And she's going to give us some dynamite tips today. I do also want to thank Angel Tussie for filling in for me last week. When I went to see my precious boy in college, both my daughter and I were able to fly out and see him, and it was fabulous. My boy's a hugger, so he I felt like he was hugging me for four days (laughs) and holding my hand and doing things that you wouldn't think a college boy would do, but he was. So one more thing before we get to September. We're giving away her book today. So don't be shy. This book may be meant for you and do some great things for you and your motherhood and your family. Why Motherhood Matters. And you can call us today at 303-873-1935. 303-873-1935 to win September's fabulous book. Don't be shy. We've got, I think, three to give away today. We always get callers who, who love the books that they get, and I hope it's a blessing to you. So... 303-873-1935. Three zero three eight seven three one nine three five. Okay, with all that, I want to welcome September. She is, as I said, a blogger. She also has a ministry called Raising Generations Today. She's the mother of 10. That alone gives her an interview, uh, you know, value in an interview. And then finally, she's also a grandma, too. So welcome, September, to Channel Mom.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me here today. I think I need some of that Creo brew.
1: <laughs> sure, you do. I'm so glad I've already maybe sold a bag. Um, okay. So I just want to start out because you drew me into your book with the opening personal story. Um, and just so everybody knows, uh, I've, I've gone through something a little bit like yours, not nearly as extreme, but I'll confess that after you're done with your story. I want you to draw moms into your desire to be a mama. Your overwhelming kind of hunger for it, and then the agony you faced at the beginning of trying to be a mother. Can
2: you tell people about that personal story? Sure. Our story began um, when my husband, who I refer to as the builder in my book "Why Motherhood Matters," yeah. um, he and he and I we began our family, and you know I was pretty excited about starting a family. And But, you know, I'd never really been a mother, so I wasn't really sure what I was missing out on or what was to come. But our story began with loss. And so I know there's a lot of listeners that uh, may identify with this. And perhaps someone is out there that has never walked loss that's listening, and they might be able to understand um, by listening how they can reach out to someone else. And so I just want to share, you know, we had a miscarriage. I went... um probably 10 weeks, we lost our first baby by miscarriage. And then we were carrying our second baby. And we found out at week 25 that um, we would not be able to keep her here on earth. She did not have any kidneys. And I went to that appointment on my own. And the doctor basically handed me a death sentence right there um, in the office. And I I remember walking out of the office and just being very numb and everything in life on that drive home seemed forever changed to me. I became very bitter, very lonely. And for the next um, uh, maybe five weeks, I was walking around in the fog thinking, how can I carry this baby? Well, the doctors told us, you know, you have a choice. You can carry your baby to term. And this is what we did. We did carry our baby to term, but partway through that time of carrying Elizabeth, I realized that this was my only time with her. And so I began to get up in the night when she was wide awake kicking me and I would rock and I would sing just as if she was in my arms. And I did this all the week to week 40 and we delivered her full term. She um, lived about an hour. We had very precious time with her. And um, when I walked away from our baby at the cemetery, I remember thinking, why? Why sure. is this happening? Why would God give me a gift and then take it away? Yeah. And so it was very, really difficult. And I didn't understand. And it took a, lo- a long year of searching and trying to find answers. And then we had another miscarriage. But what happened in that time was my heart was softened to realize that if I was yearning and missing, and longing for something so deeply, then there must be something very special about it. And that's when I realized that motherhood does matter. And um, we went on to have some more children and more loss after that, but my heart was deeply impacted by loss because I realized when you don't have something and you want it so badly, there must be something very important and special about
1: that. Yeah, yeah. That's painful story, and it brings tears to my eyes. I I also went through a miscarriage, um, only one. So my mm-hmm. story pales in comparison to yours. But I know that agony of having that precious one in you, mm-hmm. and and a part of you, and and the gift waiting to happen, and then having to say goodbye to it. And it is one of those things where you say really, God, I don't, why, what's the point? What's it teaching me? What, what's this all about? Um, but mm-hmm. it did make me yearn. It was in between my two babies and it did make me yearn mightily for my yeah. next baby, which was my Georgia grace. And I, I, um, probably treasure her even more because of the right. loss of my middle baby who I believe is in heaven. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so I, I was, so, I, so I, I mean, I was crying when I read your story and, mm-hmm. and thought, gosh, the value of motherhood. We just can't mm-hmm. even put a price on it. And and so I just, I wanted moms to know that that's where you come from. You've had pain. You're not a perfect mom. Not everything's been roses yeah. for you. You're not the cute little Christian mommy that has everything mm-hmm. go smoothly and yeah. perfectly and beautifully. Um, you look right. like it when we see you on one September day. You're beautiful and you have beautiful <laughs> children and a wonderful husband, but, but you've had pain just like all of us. So I wanted people oh, to yeah. know that. Now, the promise yeah. that I wanted to make to moms today is you go through thing after thing after thing in your book about uh, ways in which to reassure moms to encourage moms and to advise moms and I thought moms love takeaways they're only with us for about 25 minutes on the show and they want stuff that they can oh, yeah. walk away with and be blessed by immediately so I picked out four things that resonated with me um, there are a bunch but but I picked out four we only have five minutes left in this segment but we have another ten in the next so, so I kind of want to touch at least on the first one now and that is the comparison thing now September I'll, I'll tell you I've had other people on the show we've certainly talked about this before about how devastating social media can be to motherhood because you're looking at everybody else having margaritas in Mexico with their perfect children and their perfect family Mm -hmm. um, and driving their nice cars and living in their big houses and whatever else. And you think, why am I not like that? Why don't I look like that? Or or, or they're doing the perfect Bible study with their daughter or whatever. Tell me about what you would say to the moms about how that takes away their passion for how they were uniquely designed with a unique purpose when they think they need to be like everybody else.
2: Right. I experienced this firsthand and I think that when you are hurt by comparison and you realize that your passion for what you were created for is fizzling out or you're not functioning off the same level, then something's happened, and It's usually comparison, and it's a trap, and I believe it's laced with lies, and we do this all the time. Um, in fact, we do it based off of sometimes what we think and not really what is true, and that happened to me at the local pool and um, other women in my community told me that they were intimidated by me, and it really took me um, by surprise, and I realized that they were intimidated by what they saw, but they really did not know my circumstances or all of the things I had to do at home, and um, their words really caught me to the core, and I didn't feel safe, and so I kind of retreated and isolated, and I think this is what women do when they begin to compare. We begin to look around and stop all the amazing things that we have to offer and bring to the table, and so I always tell um, my older daughters, and I tell other women that um, comparison builds walls, and yeah. I think we're meant—I well, think we're meant to build bridges. And so, um, you know, when we begin to uh, compare ourselves to other women, it's like a trap, and we and we all fall into it. But we have to begin to recognize when we're doing that. Um, and the best way to not do that is to really identify with who we are, what our gifts are, what our strengths are. And to remember, our motherhood is never going to look the same. It's not going to look like the woman next door. You know, it's not about cloth diapers versus disposable diapers or uh, breastfeeding versus bottle feeding or college or no college. it's It's not about any of that. It's about the strengths that we were given to bring into our motherhood, and that's what i have to I have to focus on every day. what? Have I been given? Not yeah. the person next door. Yeah,
1: and envy is is a bad thing, and it is a divisive thing. And I think about where we are currently in our culture. More mm-hmm. divided than I ever remember being. Uh, I was born in the '60s, and I think there was there was a lot of mm-hmm. division in the '60s, but I was too young to figure it out. Um, mm-hmm. And so I I think now, gosh, we're trying to draw lines with everything, with with Republican, with Democrat, with you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Christian and non-Christian, with you know, I can name a million things. Are you, are you pro-life or are pro-choice? I mean, just it goes on and on and on. And so, really, as mothers, when we're together, we can be a much more effective community supporting each other. But but we're in such a divisive time. We have to fight that and the comparison and I love you for saying that because um, I, I, you took it a step further instead of saying not don't just compare each other on social media compare with other people and feel bad about yourself remember your own unique makeup and, and don't let right. that get lost in the comparison God made you uniquely and, and embrace that and don't look at how you should be like everybody else we only have a minute left so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a, a brief uh, little plug here and then we're going to come back with some temper so we can have most of the next segment with her because I want to talk about three things I want her to keep these in mind loving our spouse and she's got a huge challenge on this one which I almost kind of want to go deep on because I'm like really we really have to love them like that like more than our Mm -hmm. kids Um, and (laughs) how to stop our kids from writing interrupting and complaining and how to help our kids serve I love these things that she's going to help you with so please stay tuned if you want her book don't be shy 303-873-1935 for September's book why motherhood matters Really bleep for really, that. I just want to say, have you heard of the Life Center in Littleton? Because it could be what somebody out there needs. Some friend in your life or what you need. They, they, uh, teach English and Spanish. They have shelter in, in cold weather. They have legal assistance for people that need legal assistance. They have just so many things to offer hurting people, hurting mothers, single moms who need just a little bit of help. They are at lifecenterlittleton.org. I hope you'll look them up. They're a sponsor, and they do great things for people in that community and around Denver. Enjoy the Hey Mama song.
0: Household. I don't have a degree, but the organization I run is more complex than most companies. Party planner, chef, teacher, nurse, these are just some of the roles I fill every single day. It's time for me to get paid to do what I love to do. I'm going to study at Colorado Christian University and apply what I've learned, running my household into a degree that will give me a career. Check out CCU's website at adulted.ccu.edu or call 303-963-3300 and get started down the same amazing path I'm taking today. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean-Schmidt. We're here for you.
1: Yes, my hope and my prayer today is that you've tuned in for a reason and and just something that September McCarthy mom blogger and author is going to say today is going to be a Somebody's going to say, ah, I needed that today. I needed that encouragement. And you can win her book. Please don't be shy. Maybe you're the one that's supposed to call 303-873-1935 to win September's book. And if you can't get to a phone, just uh, make a note on Facebook Live, uh, and you can tell us that you want to win the book there. Uh, I I do want to mention two quick things. The Life Center uh, Littleton, you heard, LifeCenterLittleton.org, they also have a food bank. So if you want to send somebody there for that, please do. And then CCU Online for uh, the College of Adult and Graduate Studies, wow. like I'm thinking of taking some classes just because of all that they offer. Amazing, specific designed to cater to mothers. You only take one course at a time. It lasts five weeks so you can you know, work that into your busy mom life. They're reasonably uh, priced so it's just you know one shot at a time. You just got to figure out a way to fit that into your budget and it isn't crazy amounts of money and I really just think it's so practical for a mother who wants to go back to school, who wants to get her graduate degree and they offer all kinds of degrees. You can get a degree in nursing, you can get a degree in counseling and, and so on. I get excited so I get a little ahead of my talk I just love what they're about and that they do cater to the mother and they give uh, credits for life experience that moms have. And I love that, too. So check them out at adulted.ccu.edu, adulted.ccu.edu. They're a sponsor as well. All these people sponsor motherhood. They just do. So I'd be honored if you would honor them by checking out what they have to offer. Okay, so uh, we're back with September McCarthy. She is the author of Why Motherhood Matters, an invitation to per- purposeful parenting. And I just saw that somebody called. We are giving away books today, 303-873-1935. I hope some folks will call and win that book, and it will be a blessing in their lives. Okay. So September, you have all these chapter titles that um, you say that you don't want to be intimidating. Well, some of the chapter titles are intimidating. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, and, and here's one. We just talked about how we shouldn't compare because it kills the passion that we have for what we're designed to do when we think we're supposed to be doing what somebody else is designed to do. No, 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 no. You have a unique purpose, and I love that message. It helped me feel better about myself, honestly. So here's another one. And I thought, ooh, some moms aren't going to know what to do with this. Um, I'm trying to find the, the subject of the title. You should love your spouse more than your kids. And I think so many mamas would struggle with that, uh, that thought of that. But in the way, I think you might say, and I read the chapter, but that you bless your kids when you love your spouse well. So talk about that.
2: Yeah, it was uh, hard for me to pick a title for that chapter. But really, it is the bottom line truth because I lived it firsthand. And you know what? Honest to goodness, it is the easiest thing for moms to do unintentionally. And we don't do this on purpose, but it happens. And that's why I chose that title, because it's really a shock when we realize what we've done. So the title is almost like shock value, like, wow, have I been doing that? And I think what happens is we give ourselves women are givers. Like we
1: mm-hmm.
2: give and we invest and we love wholeheartedly. And so when we have children, all of our love I we you know, we still have our spouse, but all of a lot of our love goes right into those children. And what happens is sometimes our spouse gets leftovers and they sometimes adjust and we learn to adjust with their adjustment. And so eventually in my own life, I sidelined my spouse. He became second. My children became first. I gave them all of my first fruits. He he got my second. And it wasn't on purpose. It was just because I was loving well. I just had an unbalance. And I didn't realize it until I realized we are two separate people functioning off of two different schedules and two different visions. And um, it was painful. And it took some time to knit us back together. We had a pretty frayed relationship at that point, but um yeah, you, you and you have to you had to and i I struggle with it because I think on any given day, I
1: might say, "Yeah, I might love my kids a little more than my husband," but then I have mm-hmm. to remember mm-hmm. that. I wouldn't have my kids without my husband because we have biological mm-hmm. children, and in some cases, if you have adopted children, you wouldn't be able to take care of your kids without your husband. So, so we have to keep all that in mind that they're they're part of the equation. So, if we think we love our babies, we need to love our husbands. Now, there are a number of single moms that listen to us too, and I still want them to get this message in case they they uh-huh. they take on a new spouse and so on. And I'm sorry we have to move quickly through these, but I but I promise, Mama's four tips. So I just that's a great takeaway. I want two more takeaways before we finish the show today from your book, and there's so much in here. She's just trying to make you see that your motherhood matters and what you can do in the enormous impact you can have on the future of our world by following some of these things in your own mothering. It's not a guilt thing. It's not a to-do list. It's just encouragement and encouraging advice. So, so number three, I want to move on to this then and, and make sure that we leave enough time for the last one, but how to stop your kids from whining, complaining, and interrupting. You have a specific technique to do this.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, I always try to think of these things that are pretty annoying or um, inconvenient as really just like external things that our children are doing. Like, it doesn't have to define who they are. Yeah, And so I'm thinking, really, what it is is just a bad habit. But... Where does they have it come from? So I try to get my children as they grow older to see that it's really kind of rooted out of selfishness and not honoring other people. When they're little, that's different. And I'm going to explain the interrupt rule, as I call it in my book. And, you know, my book is not about how-tos, and it's not about raising robots and stamps of children. It's about, you know, loving our children well for who God made them to be. Yes, yes. But, but this particular chapter hones in on the interrupt rule. And so when they're younger... You know, I just sit down and I explain to them. This is how we're going to handle interrupting. And interrupting is rude and it's not kind. It makes another person feel badly. And so I just, ha- I just take their hand and I set it on the side of my hip and I say, when you, if I'm talking to someone and you want to speak to me, don't put yourself in between me and the other person. Don't jump and butt down in my face. Don't tap my arm a million times. No, you say, mom, I mom, do- mom, mom. That used to happen to me. Mom, 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 yeah. mom. Yeah. Yeah, and I give them some silly examples, you know, and I take their hand and I say, do you just put your hand here on my hip? And, when, and I will put my hand and I will cover your hand and you'll know that I hear you. And then you just wait very quietly. And then, of course, I reward them and they wait and they learn. And then when they get older, you know, this is when it becomes more practical and to the heart. You're telling your kids, this is why we don't interrupt because this other person has value. And this is really about changing the generations. You talk about that on your show all the time. And I love that. You know, we can't honor others when we leave our home if we're not raised children to love and honor and respect other people when we're young. And I'm sorry to interrupt you
1: because we only have three minutes left. The time mm -hmm. flies quickly on this show. So I just wanted to tell mamas, she's saying, have them put their little hand on your hip and then you should cover their hand to let them know you know they're there and that they can come in at the time that you want them to. Um, Gosh, I want to get to both of these. I might make you write one of them on um, Channel Mom's uh, Facebook page if we can't get to it. Um, Um, do you want to do whining or do you want to do how to get your kids to serve? And you only got about two minutes to answer this with, even if it makes them uncomfortable. Cause I think sometimes we don't want to make our kids uncomfortable, but serving, if you can give your kids the the opportunities to serve and they see how beautiful that is for themselves, it ends up being like, Oh, this helps me too. They will be fabulous adults in serving. I've done it with my kids and I've watched how they serve.
2: Yeah, yeah. You just have to um, basically not tell your children they're doing it to do something, but you <laughs> want to create a heart for service. You know, you want to give your kids big to-do list, and this is what you do to serve. You want them to grow up with a heart for service, and I talk about that through my whole book. We took our kids to nursing homes. We delivered bread to people's doors, and I have a lot of really heartwarming, very, in, you know, intentional stories about my children serving and how it was hard and how my husband used the term "can't" means "won't," and how that became a phrase in our home. If um, "can't" means "won't," if you say you can't do something, it really means you won't. And so um, we've we've tried to foster a heart of service in our home. And I, you know, I don't have time to share those stories, but they're really encouraging and they're really real. They exactly
1: are. What they see. are. And I think you're, you showed me that you saw uh, the, the, their countenance change when they realized how rewarding serving was. And you didn't say, okay, now we're going to serve today. You just be like, oh, so-and-so lost a family member. So we're just going to bring some bread over there or, or so-and-so needs their driveway shoveled. So we're just going to go over there. And you just kind of involved them in that kind of service, even if it was uncomfortable. Okay. September, we're in the last 60 seconds. How do people
2: find you in the book? WhyMotherhoodManners.com is uh, where the book is on Amazon, wherever books are sold, CBD. Uh, Barnes and Noble's in bookstores and of course on my blog one
1: September Day, which is SeptemberMcCarthy.com. SeptemberMcCarthy.com. We had some callers for your book. I'm so glad we had some winners. That's fabulous. Yay. Congratulations to them. Uh, September, okay. you're a blessing. Thank you for your messages. I hope people will look further. And maybe I'll just even have you talk about the whiny one on, on channel mom.com or something so That'd we can follow. Yeah. So God bless you and your fabulous huge family, September. Thank you for Thank sharing you. your motherhood secrets. I appreciate it. Okay, thanks to you for tuning in and for all you do as moms. If nobody's thanked you today, I'm thanking you today for raising the next generation. God bless you. Have a beautiful weekend.